0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hey, I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary podcast. Welcome veteran listeners and first time people that are stopping by. This is my first time too, so welcome to us all. The things that you'll hear on the something scary podcast is a variety of things including scary stories occult myth urban horror and so much more but for this week our topic is change so first we'll take a swim after dark in a deserted lake the day before high school starts after that we'll have a late night run-in with the lady in white in our new apartment and finally will tag along with the lonely new kid at school. So, wanna hear something something scary? scary? Our first chapter was submitted by Lumi and takes place in a small village in North Macedonia. It was the last day of summer and my two best friends, Grace and Lacey, were headed to the lake to go for a swim and cool off. They came to collect me at my house, but before I could grab my swimsuit and towel, my mom came and shut the door on my friends' faces. No, she said firmly. She was very strict. I was often scared of her. But it's the last day of summer. If something happens to you out there, you think your weak friends can save you? She interjected. You are not a strong swimmer, and your friends are terrible. The lake is absolutely off-limits. I knew there'd be no convincing her. I was usually a very obedient kid, albeit out of fear, but, damn it, it was the last day of summer, before my first year of high school started. To hell with my mom, at least for this one night. So I texted my friends to come meet me outside my house before sundown. My mom usually went to bed early, so I waited for the confirming snores and made my quiet escape. The summer night air was the perfect temperature. As we walked in our little pack, I couldn't help but smile. A perfect night with my best friends before entering a new chapter of our lives. What could be better? We finally got to the lake. By now the sun had gone down a bit more, but everything was still visible. That sparkling cool water was calling to me. I immediately disrobed and cannonballed into it. We all giggled. "'Oh, shit,' Lacey said. "'I think I dropped my phone. "'I'm gonna go look for it.' "'I'll go with you,' Grace said. "'So you're just gonna leave me here all alone "'to have all the fun?' I yelled out, "'trying to sound playful, "'but really just trying to hide my annoyance.' "'Grace turned on one of the electric lanterns we brought. "'Its glow only lit everything "'within four feet of it or so. "'Not super helpful, "'but it did help me feel less alone.' We'll be quick, Grace assured me. Moments later, I was alone in the lake. The only sounds were my arms and feet swishing in the water. I swam a couple of laps before realizing that the sun had now completely disappeared. And my friends weren't back yet. I figured it was time to get out of the water and maybe go look for them. My arms and legs were also starting to get sore. My mom was right. I'm really not that strong of a swimmer. As I made my way back to land, I saw a figure emerge from the path through the trees. Took you long enough, I called out as I continued forward. But as the figure came closer, it looked like neither Lacey nor Grace, but still familiar. It called out to me. It began calling my name. It was my mom. Crap, 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 crap. I started panicking. I was gonna be in so much trouble. Without thinking, I held my breath and submerged myself under the water. I thought that maybe if I hid underneath long enough, she wouldn't see me. Not the greatest plan, but that's what I did. I stayed under the surface for as long as I could. Maybe 30 seconds had passed and my lungs were starving for air. I brought my head out of the water and inhaled. I could no longer see the light from the lantern because my mom was in the water, right in front of me. But she didn't look mad. She just stared at me with a slight smile. I'm sorry I snuck out, Mom. I apologize. Please don't be mad at me. Why would I be mad, dear? She said sweetly. She held out her hand. It's time to go home. My body was so tired from swimming all night. I reached out to grab her hand like it was a life raft. As soon as our hands met, her face wrinkled into a scowl. Her skin faded to gray and her teeth grew long and sharp. This was not my mother. My mother was not a monster. I tried to get out of his grip, but it was so strong inched its mouth closer and closer to my face. Then there was a loud whack and its head bounced as if struck from behind. The demon sank into the water, releasing its grip on me in the process. There was Lacey in the water with her now bloody phone held above her head. She gave me a piggyback ride to the shore and I collapsed onto the grass. When I snuck back into the house that night, I decided to confess to my mom She wasn't happy that I woke her up in the middle of the night, but she appreciated my honesty. Then I told her about the entity in the lake that looked and sounded just like her. She looked surprised. And you are still alive? She asked in shock. Then she exhaled deeply. You know that I only try to protect you. Of course I want you to have fun, but there are horrible secrets about our village that I didn't think you were ready for. But you're grown up now. Maybe it's time. She wrapped her arm around me and planted a wet kiss on my forehead. So, how did you manage to escape the Mother Lake demon? She asked. My friends saved me, I replied with a grin. Huh well maybe they're not that bad after all thank you so much lumi uh for that story i very much enjoy having a village filled with secrets and in particular having a mother lake demon involved because that's what our parents really want to do right they just want the best for us and sometimes in doing that they'll protect us in ways that maybe it's better for us to know the truth. So I very much enjoy hearing that theme done in this kind of story. Thank you so much.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wendt. And I'm Rick Schwartz. This is the time they encountered the lady in white. I was about six or seven at the time. My parents were split up and I was with my mother and our cat, Luna. We all lived together and had just moved into a new apartment. When you entered, you would be in a little hallway. You would enter the kitchen on the left and to the right was a bigger hallway that led to my room. In the middle of that hallway was a bathroom that nobody used since there were two bathrooms. Anyways, one night, I was fast asleep in my room with my door open and the hallway light on as usual. I was woken up by a knock at the front door. I knew it was about two or three in the morning, so I didn't get up to answer the door. I figured they would just go away. I tried going back to sleep, but opened my eyes again when I see the hallway light flicker. You know how when you close your eyes but you can still see light through your eyelids? The switch for that light was on the other end of the hallway, nowhere near me or my mom's room. So I figured it was just a weird surge in our electrical system. I closed my eyes once more, but then I heard the knock again. (laughs) But this time, it was closer to my door. On the door to the bathroom that no one uses. Now, my cat is in my room when I sleep every night. She was also awoken by this sound. She started hissing towards my bedroom doorway, very quietly. I didn't want to see or hear anything else, so I just pulled my blanket over my head and hoped it would just stop on its own, and it did for those few moments anyway. Luna was hissing so loudly now that I couldn't hide any longer. I pulled the blanket off my head and reluctantly looked at the hallway. The lights flickered one more time before I saw a lady in a white dress floating in the hallway. She had long black hair that covered her eyes, but I could tell that she was looking towards me and I could see her lips smiling widely. Luna started hissing even louder at the lady. Then the lady began floating closer. Luna's hisses were now high-pitched screeches. She ran up to the lady just as she was about to enter my room, and she clawed at the apparition chaotically. There must have been something about Luna's frantic behavior that caused the lady in white to disappear and leave me alone. I called Luna over to me and held her close the rest of the night. Years later, long after we'd moved out of the apartment, I told my mom about that night. You actually saw the lady in white, she asked in awe. I thought the landlord was just crazy. She warned me about her before we moved in, but I didn't believe her. And I didn't want to scare you. Wait, who is the lady in white, I asked, both scared and curious at the same time. The landlord thinks it's the spirit of a woman who killed herself in the building a long time ago. A murder-suicide, actually. My mom stopped talking abruptly. I shouldn't be telling you this. I can handle it. I want to know what happened. I begged my mom to continue. Well, the landlord said that before she took her own life, she went into her daughter's room and took her life first. We sat in silence. The memory of that night began to replay in my head. If Luna hadn't been there, what would the lady have done to me? I'm glad I never had the chance to find out. It's been years since I saw her, and thankfully I haven't seen her since. Maybe because I still have Luna by my side. How long do cats live? A long time, I pray, for I hope to never be without Luna if the lady in white ever comes back to finish what she started. Wow, Bridget. um, I'm glad that you and Luna are so close. And, you know, maybe Luna could use some more companions. Maybe another cat or another dog. She could teach them the ropes and you wouldn't ever have to worry about being alone or ever encountering the lady in white again either way i hope that it works out for the best
0: if you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity join us every week on our podcast serial killers where we go deep into notorious True crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday.
1: And now we've reached our final chapter. Our last story comes to us from Ashley. When I first started high school, I was the only new kid. Everyone else already seemed to know one another from junior high, and I didn't have the guts to go up and introduce myself to anyone. Mom was certain that I'd make friends easily with my outgoing personality, and not to mention that my older brother Marty was a quarterback of the school's football team, so I had an almost guaranteed spot with the popular crowd. Well, to hell with that theory, Mom. A couple of weeks went by and no one cared to talk to me. I didn't make a single friend. I was always sitting off to the side in the cafeteria, eating my lunch alone like a loser. There was one day when I tried to sit with my brother and his friends. Before I joined him at the school, we had actually been pretty close. But him and his friends acted like I didn't even exist. I'd say feeling invisible was much worse than getting the shit kicked out of you. At least when you're getting beat up, they acknowledge you're alive, right? Later that evening, I took a shower and brushed my teeth like usual. Then the air suddenly turned frigid. Different. I thought maybe my mom turned up the air conditioning, but the house was already cold. I stepped out of the bathroom to call for my mom. But before I could, I heard a loud, repetitive thumping. Scott, to be mom, Marty's at football practice and no one else is here but us. I quietly muttered to myself, but was tempted to go check and see, knowing that wasn't the best idea. I took a flashlight out of my dresser and a knife I kept in my bedroom just in case. Heading downstairs, I crept as quietly as I could into the living room. I flipped the light switch, but the power was out. Mom? I called out, but got no response. Mom, where are you? I asked again, got nothing back. Thud, thud, thud. The loud banging seemed to now be coming from my bedroom now. Mom, if this is some kind of prank you're trying to pull against me, it's working, all right? You win. Come out. Thud. 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 I felt like I was about to have a heart attack. I didn't know what I was going to find up there or who, but I had to go see. Going back up the stairwell now, my eyes widened when I saw that my door was now open. I definitely shut it when I came downstairs. I knew there was something or someone in my room. I held the knife in midair and rushed inside and then my heart sank. On the floor was a body that had my face. It, it was me. I was a bloody useless heap on the ground. How? How was this happening? Just then I heard the door behind me creak. I spun around. And there was my mother, with a knife, bloody as ever. That will teach you to get in the way of Marty's future, she whispered, and then slammed the door. The room was pitch black. I was trembling in horror, but I managed to turn on the light. The body, my body, was now gone. In fact, the room was gone. It was now entirely different, filled with old boxes, like my room was for storage. And then I remembered, I remembered everything. No one was talking to me at school because I was dead. My mother had murdered me. She couldn't afford to put us both through college And Marty had to attend the best school with the best football team so he could become the rich and famous athlete my mom and he had always wanted. So she stabbed me to death in this room and buried my body in the backyard. It was all coming back to me. How could I have forgotten? Just then, I heard a soft cry. It was coming from down the hallway. I floated over to the sound. Sobs echoed from my brother's room. He was looking at an old picture of me and I realized he didn't know the truth. I moved towards his ear, not knowing if I could communicate with him, but I still tried. I whispered every detail to him and suddenly Marty stopped sobbing. He stood up and walked downstairs with purpose. I followed him to the backyard. He grabbed a shovel and started digging right in the spot I had told him about. There he he found my body. Marty broke down in tears again and went back inside to call the police. My mother went to jail and Marty stayed with our grandparents. He was on track to get a full athletic scholarship for his top choice university, Sure, his reputation was tainted by the stories and rumors that followed, but he never let that get to him. And as for me, I'm not lonely anymore. I keep my big brother company in college, whether he knows it or not. This week's podcast stories were edited by Adam Sinker and Safar Sandalo. Audio editing for this podcast by Fitz Harris. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and receive bonus content, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, sweet dreams.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio, Ruby Studio, and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.